Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of On My Ones podcast. My name is Alvin Thu and I will be your host for this show. Yes, geez, guys, I know it's been three weeks, um, but I'm back, back again. And this time I'm excited to have a conversation with a very beautiful guest. I shall not say too much about herself and let her introduce herself. So please, my guest, tell us who you are. Thank you so much. Um, hi guys, my name is Stephanie Nganga, but you can just call me Stepho. I'm a content creator. I do makeup and I do style. I'm also a third year journalism student and my concentration is broadcast. So yeah. All right, Stephanie, thank you for your time and thank you for, you know, talking to me right now. In fact, I want to start with one thing, Stepho. You know, Stepho is those names you're given yes. when, you're, when you're a kid. You know, mine was Alvo, so yeah. you just told me Stefo. I was like, that's an OG name. <laughs> yeah, um, period. <laughs> let me start. Let me start with your childhood, since we've already mm-hmm. started with nicknames. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about where you grew up, how your family was set up at that particular time, what your mm-hmm. fond memories of childhood are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, um, where where do I start? Okay, first of all, I'm a, I'm the third born in a family of four kids. I have three siblings, uh-huh. two older sisters, and a younger brother. So at the time when I was born, we we, were, we weren't living in Nairobi at the time. We were living in Kamboi, and then now we moved to Nairobi when I was like maybe three, four about. So yeah, um, I have strict parents all through. You know, the, the parents were before you ask, no, you get sleepovers or rumors, rumors. So yeah, um, that is something I remember very fondly in when I was a child, when I was really young. Uh-huh. The fact that I couldn't go for sleepovers like that. And also maybe, as I said, I had strict parents. So even watching TV during the day, criminal, it was a crime. So I remember when we used to watch TV when we were small and, um, uh, the TV at the time, it was those small, you know, the TV that had that key thing at the back. Kisogo. So yeah, so that was used to have. And then now mom used to know we were from watching TV. If she comes and she touches the screen and it is hot, ha, shaka, she knows the bad news we are from watching. So yeah, um, I really, that's, that's just about it. I really don't know what else to say. In regards uh-huh. to my childhood, yeah, I think that's it. Those are like the fun memories, that is. Did you ever like experience that middle child syndrome? Because I don't know if you felt it or at that time you were the last born, so you're yes. the one who was like loved. Look, that's that's the thing, babe. That's the thing. Um, I was the last one for six good years. Life was chef's kiss. You know, anything I ask, yes. Okay, uh-huh. on okay, of course I'm not of no, but like you know, I was always like Anne's Hill, my younger brother came into the picture and what forgotten, you know. <laughs> If I wanted to get something, even him, he had to get it. So it was like, why? You know? So, yeah, I think I did experience that middle child syndrome. So, yeah. Because, you know, I contrast what you've told me and, like, you aren't allowed to go for sleepovers. Or even back then, your parents would think, ah, this one's going for a sleepover, partner. There's, like, an ulterior motive to 
your yeah. sleepover and my sisters mm-hmm. who are like the age difference between us is 10 years and 13 years so them sleepovers wow. they do it all the time and i feel like the last time i called them they were actually having a sleepover with like one of their friends from school because you know during like this covid times they feel a bit like oh yeah i'm, I'm not able to see my friends yeah lonely yeah but you know I, i'm happy for them at least they get what i i didn't experience which must is be fun. nice <laughs> <laughs> true um yeah. so you mentioned obviously you're a youtuber and normally what i do is yeah. just give like a short introduction of how i encountered my guests like content and everything mm-hmm. so ooh, mm-hmm. for you was um let's see what i can remember was um i was talking to a friend and my friend had mentioned your name and asked me have you encountered um stephanie nang on youtube and i'm like uh, not really uh who is that and she was like ah just go check and then after that you know she she she's into like makeup and everything so obviously i knew the plot was yeah. maybe to try to get me to you know get to some makeup so i went checked out yeah. your channel and obviously i saw it was like entirely like lifestyle your story times and the makeup and everything mm-hmm. and i was like you see this is why i didn't find the channel in the first place because you know i think that al- like algorithm yeah. works like pushing things to you oh, i mean yeah it pushes things towards what you like watching or whatever you were watching at that time so for me i guess it just didn't come my way but then <clears throat> apart from that yeah. you had an interview with raf as well which i which i remember I know Raf talks about very, yeah. um, as he calls it, trendy on topics. So I found one there as well. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I encountered Stephanie's content, guys. Um, she's a very amazing storyteller, very funny. You know, there's the things that have happened Thank to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But you know, fast, baby steps, baby steps. And The first thing okay. I want to talk about is um how did you start your channel like where were you mentally at that point in time and mm-hmm. what pushed you to start one in the first place Okay so I started my channel in April 2019 I started creating contents like makeup like short videos on Instagram in February the same year and I think what really prompted me to initially though i had told myself because i think at the time everyone was like joining youtube and stuff so i had told myself i'm not going to be one of them you know i mean i was just like nah that's not for me i'm just going to be on instagram cuz yeah i don't want to be on youtube and then um i think over time my sister was really my sister was really, was really like encouraging and she was like imagine the 60 second videos or the or the 30 something second videos are not really doing people much justice and they probably don't show like your personality and just like who you are you know like cuz i sit down and cut out and edit and there's only so much that you can learn from that so she was like maybe go into youtube and i was like so of course I, i i was against it at the beginning and then two months later i was like you know what might as well just start it uh-huh. so yeah i think mentally i was at a very good place <clears throat> very enthusiastic because I was like it's something new and for me it's something is new it's exciting so yeah but I was also very scared because I was just like what are people going to say now I have joined the bandwagon who are who now everyone is on YouTube everyone is a YouTuber 
so yeah um but i think overall it was just it, it things just fell into place so, yeah. uh-huh. so would you say like you had a clear picture of what you wanted to i'd say like make content about was it just purely you said i'm going to do makeup now mm-hmm. funny enough let me tell you when i started I remember even googling how to be a successful YouTuber and I even took notes. No babes were there writing, be brief, keep it to the point. So I remember even for my very first like three videos, I was a rapper. I was, those videos are like five minutes long and it was me cutting, 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 cutting and rapping. I was like, hey, what's up? Rapping because I was like, I thought I'm supposed to be brief and then at the same time, I'm supposed to, you know, audience retention, you don't want to speak too much, you don't want to, deliver points and everything so in the beginning i knew this is solely a channel just for makeup nobody cares about anything else about you they just say for the makeup and you leave and then i think by the time i started um i don't i don't want to say transitioning but like um merging story times and the makeup um i think i was telling my sister a funny story of like you know the thing and she was like this would actually be an interesting video but then i was wondering how would i make it short but still interesting and then i just I, i just got over that fact of trying to make things brief and straight to the point i mean yes it works to some extent but at the same time it was like it was cut much of myself you know there's only so much that i could do so yeah initially i did start and my main mission was solely makeup and then i started doing story times i started doing like a friend i started doing some videos So yeah, I think it's 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 evolving as as I go. So yeah. So the let's say uh the initial like months when you just started off with like the makeup, did you get like a large mm-hmm. audience or did it take time for you to like build that audience? I think to be very honest, it took I think my videos started doing well when I introduced story times because from my previous videos they were very plain you know i was just straight to the point i was literally rapping the comments were always like i enjoyed the video but could you please this talk slower because you know you probably have to like rewind to hear something that i said yeah. so i think after i started doing story times yeah. is when maybe i started getting traction but before then like let's just say it was like a steady growth i was very consistent though it was a video up i think i don't know if it was every sunday or every friday Oh, every Tuesday. I don't remember my upload schedule, but I was very consistent. So there's with the consistency, there's that like normal traction you get. But oh. then when the content is, you know, oh. sweet, also more people come. So yeah. Oh, it's great. Because I feel like initially, I don't know. I feel like people romanticize the, the entire journey. Like you just want the results, but you're not willing to like, go through oh, those for like, sure. bad times for sure. asking yourself yeah. like why isn't anyone watching my videos and the way like i'm putting the myself out there oh, <laughs> you know this was me yesterday this was me yesterday oh, literally um, i did i had yeah i had taken a long break from youtube this year and then and then i i came back and then i got lost again i don't know it had reached a point where okay as much as um you're consistent and you find what works for you it isn't the same thing all through you get it's not like a one size fits all maybe this story time did so well this other one people are just like eh just not what i'm saying so 
it can start eating, you know, and it can, it can be very disheartening because you're like, are people losing interest or, you know, what exactly it is. Then you literally beat yourself down trying to figure out what it is. So that was literally me yesterday. I was like, because I hadn't done like a style video in a minute. And then all of a sudden I did one and it wasn't doing as well as I thought it would. So mm -hmm. yeah, you go back into yourself and you're just like is it me who's the problem you know i'm a youtube has a whole new algorithm we don't know because insta is just wilding so oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah actually because you've even mentioned that i was i was going to ask how do you how do you cope with like the burnout because i i'm aware like you produce so much and sometimes yeah. you've just mentioned that you go away so just let me know like what's your thought process at that time what do you normally think about when you're on a break? Okay, so I think for me, naturally I'm a crier. Like, I cry. That's the only way to get things out. Uh -huh. If I sweep things, I'm also very good at sweeping things under the rug. Sweetie, we shall sweep things under the rug. The rug will be leaking. Get a new rug. You know, of course, metaphorically speaking. But yeah. um, I have learned with myself, when I cry things out, that's when I'm just like, that's when I know something is really overwhelming. So how I deal with the burnout, I just stop, literally. Like, like right now, I'm in where I usually film. I will avoid this room yeah. till, you know, till I feel safe to enter through that door and be like, it's cool. So yeah, I think, and I think that's just the sad thing, the, the sad reality of sometimes being in this creation space because you're not alone. There are so many other creators. And as much as you think I'm always pushing out a lot, trust me, the people I see posting everything single day and i'm like god when you know where do you get the time do you not sleep do you not eat do you, do you not have school or do you not have work you get so for me dealing with burnout is just one way just stop you i've also realized i can't come kill myself mm. <laughs> so yeah i literally just stop and give it like a week or two when i'm on break now i think about i try break down you know, because by the time I'm having a breakdown, it's a buildup of a lot of things. So maybe I call myself to like a small meeting, of course, after tearing like a whole river. And I'm like, okay, Sawa, so why are we feeling like this? What can we do about this? You know, I'm not very good at it, I don't lie. So sometimes I just ugh, leave things alone. But yeah, and I also think of new ideas. I've noticed every time when I'm on a break, that's when I'm very fresh. That's when everything comes together. And now when I come back, I come back you know, feeling rejuvenated and excited to create more. So would you say, like, are your biggest supporters, especially, like, mm -hmm. like now when you're feeling a bit low, who's that one person or My sister? couple of people? Uh -huh. Okay. So the person who I think witnesses everything, she literally sees me from the morning to the night. You know, that's my sister, Wajimo. Um, she's... she's Every, even yesterday I was having this conversation with her every time when I'm feeling you know some type of way I'm just like girl <laughs> things have to be said you know and she'll just listen and you know she'll sit listen to me cry and she you know she'll she'll tell me like she'll encourage me and stuff I also have a very good friend of mine she's called Kinsey um she just makes me feel better like literally I was something yesterday I was ranting to her and she you know there's those people who write you long you know, long messages that are very reassuring and ah, you're just like, wow, we love it. Um, I think also my partner, he's very, he's very supportive. Like, you know how you tell someone and they'd be like, yeah, I know, I can hate that. 
I hate Jameson. <laughs> and clearly, sweetie, you don't. How do I come to you? You know, my Adobe has just crashed. You know, it has refused to render my project. You know, what shall I do? Or it has crashed in the middle of a project. And you tell someone and they'll be like, who's Jolly? You know, I know. And it's like, do you know? So even him, he he comes through. He listens. He's a very good listener, which I'm not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, my mom as well. And also my other sister. My mom's also very supportive like if she sees me low she'll be like do you want to talk about it or can we talk actually for a moment we shall talk about it you can't be walking around the house with a very long face you don't know what's going on so she will force it out of me so yeah i have a very strong supportive system so yeah and naturally like as a person like are you one to talk things out or like you you just bottle things up which is which I think I'm, I'm a bit of both. The, a lot of the times, by the time I'm talking about something, there are things I can't hold. There are some that I'm just bursting. I'm just like, I gotta let this, you know, I will call. I'll probably tell my sister, I gotta, I gotta tell you because I can't handle it anymore. But like a lot of the times, you know, nothing can get to me. I sweep it under the rug. So yeah. now that's when the break is coming because I have built up so much frustration from school, from work, I don't know from which friendship it, you get. So I think um, I'm, I'm a mix of both. It, it all depends on what it is, so yeah. I feel like for myself, oof. In the past, I would say I, bought, I would bottle things up a lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm those people where if you kasirisha me or you just make me feel some type of way, I'll walk away. I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna tell you how I'm feeling. And even later, mm-hmm. I'll just pretend like everything is fine until like mm-hmm. one day you'll push me to the limit, absolute limit. And then it, I'll just yeah. pour everything out. And honestly, it happened to me before, like two years ago with someone. Now it's the other person who like exploded. Yeah. And I did not expect her to say whatever I knew it, it is. I, I never. Like, yeah. I, I was so speechless to the point where Yanni, imagine that friendship ended like that, just because I kept quiet and I didn't say anything because I was so. You didn't say it even later. Later, <laughs> do you want to know how that story went? <laughs> yeah, how did that go? So later, by the time I decided to gain the courage to to like assess the situation, it was too late. Yeah. They could not be salvaged. So I was just told in short, focus on yourself. <laughs> and yeah. everything should be okay. fine. <laughs> I think in response to that, there's two ways I think I take it for me. If I'm on the receiving end, sometimes I feel very offended that someone has been acting very normal towards me. And then all of a sudden you're busting. And I'm like, you had the chance to say this. Why didn't you say it earlier? You get but mm-hmm. also still on the still on the other person's end. If I am the one bursting and you keep quiet, I know that is a lot to take in. So I probably understand if the person wanted some time to for everything to settle in because you can't just come to someone like you do and it's like, did you ex- how ex- how did you exactly expect them to react? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, it's just like two sides of a coin. I mean, I don't blame them though, but I, I guess with time now is when I'm starting to realize like you have to say exactly how you feel and let someone yeah. know 
you told me this and I didn't like this because XYZ maybe it just doesn't resonate with me. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm slowly improving. I'm still not yet there, but we're, we're learning. <laughs> yeah. Um something that um struck out for me is your friend's t-shirt. What what's the idea behind it? Mm-hmm. like how oh, did you so how did you come t-shirt. up with it i saw yeah. you were breaking can you hear me not yeah i can hear you properly oh, now. okay okay it's saying my internet connection is unstable but anyways um i think for me personally i consume a lot and a lot of south african content the, the, you go to my recommended it's just youtubers south african youtubers south african music south african you know if there's a place i could go to ah please i would move there so i think i used to watch a lot of a lot of their content and even the way they talk to each other and just especially like as a as a youtuber now they are friends you yeah. don't hear like I, i can't remember which one exactly i picked it from but she's always talking to her, her friend like friend like she wouldn't say as a shoot sister she would be like friend so i kept i you keep hearing the same thing over and over again. I started calling my friends friends. And then now I came to my channel and I said that. So it stuck like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. how the idea was born actually. But yeah, I used to consume and I still do to to this day. To this day. So yeah. <laughs> so where exactly in South Africa would you like to go like in in terms of like the city? I think I want to go to Joburg. Joburg. I probably want to visit Joburg for sure. I've watched so many Joburg vlogs. I probably know <laughs> and we'll be like oh yeah i've seen this i've seen this as well so yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it's a it's a it's a very beautiful place um personal favorite is cape town i don't know why i told myself mm-hmm. that in 2027 i have to take myself there i don't know mm-hmm. I, i made it like a bucket list thing um mm-hmm. yeah but that's that's great uh, are you still selling the t-shirts by any chance actually what i'm working on and i think i had mentioned this like in a i think in a vlog or so ago i'm actually looking for i have i wanted to rebrand so when the when the first time when, when we did those t-shirts i think it was like more of in a hardy thing i just wanted them to get them over and done with so you know even i was just like just give me any font throw it on top but then after a while i was just like i don't like them anymore so now like work um my sister and i have she's been helping me about working on like rebranding them and making them into you know nice um t-shirts um in different designs and colors and everything i was also telling her okay i've also been doing like my research i don't know of any youtubers especially in kenya who are thriving on merchandise Oh. so instead of it's probably oh. probably make maybe for their parent would just be t-shirts because t-shirts are such a basic when it comes to hoodies and sweaters those things are bloody expensive so i decided to tell my sister maybe we could go like small scale and but like basic merchandise like key holders uh water bottles phone cases things people like, genuinely need but they but you don't realize that you actually need but it's just subconsciously you they're just things you find everywhere yeah. so that's what i'm currently doing yeah so when can like people expect you to be done do you have like a tentative date you're aiming for 
Um, again, I think I usually say so much in my vlog, I think I even forget that I said it. I probably said we'll probably do it um, either when um, I probably hit 10K on YouTube because that's like a, a goal I really want to hit now. Mm. And or maybe when our channel turns to which is next year in April. But really, there's no pressure to it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure things are not done like in a rush and stuff. So, yeah. mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's cool. Um, let's talk about like collaborations because I've seen like on your channel mm -hmm. you've had some very spicy ones. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but my favorite is the one you did with Wahura. Just yeah. because like, Loki is like my YouTube celebrity crush. Oh, <laughs> I'll I've, tell her. I should. I always wanted to just like. <laughs> like talk to her like if I could ever talk to Wahura I don't know where I'm gonna meet her but that would be like the uh -huh. best thing ever for me uh -huh. but anyway <laughs> um yeah how, how how is it like collaborating with people and stuff which one have you enjoyed immensely mm -hmm. like okay. top top um wow the one I enjoyed top top Actually, on my channel, I've done, I've done how many? I think I've done four. I've done with one of my very good friends from childhood. She's called Cindy Morioki. She's amazing. I remember that was like, that one also did really well, I remember, at the time. Oh. Um, I did now with Temina as well. Temina is like an amazing style creative. And yeah, and then I did one with Kit Kirby. That one was very interesting because she, she has so much energy and it was, it was really funny because we were late. So, and then there's Wahura. But I'm trying to understand which one I enjoyed the most. I think I, 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 I liked the Wahura one. One, because it was something that we were talking about, especially, you know, content creation in Kenya. And sometimes when I watch, when I think about that video, I'm like, there's so much that I know now that I didn't know then. And it's like, you know, but it was amazing to collaborate with her because she, she's, she's amazing. She has amazing content. She's really growing, you know, mm. and yeah, I, I just wish all the best. But yeah, that was, I think, one of my favorite collabs. And how would you, are you would you say like you're open to collaborate with anyone? Because I know before I reached you, that was a very, very like, you know, long process you know right <laughs> <laughs> okay i think for me because let me tell you to be very honest sometimes as creators you receive so many messages that's in your requests or in your dms and then at the same time i am ba i am balancing my social life my school life and my contribution so i think sometimes people have the assumption we are always on our phones oh. and sometimes oh. we aren't you get or even if you're on your phone you're probably you know, you're doing something. So um, I don't think I can take collaborations with just anyone because I think for me, one of the biggest things is, are we on the same niche? Like, are we talking about, are we, is it something we have mutual interests in? Or is it just you trying to, you know? And then to energy, you get, like I have to have spoken to you or probably met you at some point because, you know, for you to be very honest, we, we, we clicked and we vibed from the very first time that you called. Yeah. If that had gone yeah. different, like if you are some, I don't know, misogynistic, narcissistic, oh, love, no. that would have ended their oh. trust, you know? So 
there's that. I think for me, do we have mutual interest? Is it something I'm genuinely interested in? Because as much as you are approaching me or vice versa, the other person has to be mutual. You know, they have to be like at the same, in the same boat with you. So yeah, I don't think right now we can just take anything. And you have to be very cautious of the people you like, because now like I am building a brand and you know, now I have to be very keen on like the people that I interact with, you know, the message I'm putting out. So yeah, cause it can affect me in the long run. Yeah. So, so currently as we speak, have you like interacted with any companies that have approached you for like a project or like something with them? Yeah, yeah. I've actually just posted one today. Uh-huh. Um, it went really, really well. Um, there are others that are, you know, the promising ones, those that are like, we're going to hit you up or they're probably like working on their content calendars and stuff. So yeah, yeah I think this quarantine, I have been very productive. Yeah. Which, one, which one would you say like you're manifesting for? I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, <laughs> thing, but um, I think I really, really want to work uh, with Nivea for their new campaign. That's something I'm like fingers crossed. I'm just like, please, when the heavens just open and deliver, you know, the blessing. So yeah, uh-huh. that is something I, I really, really want to do. Um, I've also always wanted to work with Maybelline because I know they also work with a lot of creators in Kenya. I don't know how exactly to go about it because I'm still like doing my research and networking because mm-hmm. you gotta know people who know people who know people who know people. So yeah. So yeah, I think Maybelline and Nivea are the ones my eyes are on currently. Yeah. Just picture this. Imagine you're just driving in Nairobi in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I see your mm-hmm. face on a billboard for Nivea. How, how amazing will that be? <laughs> Do you know, I, on Sunday, I was going to, I was coming from church with my mom and I told her, mom, I'm going to be on a billboard soon. I, I don't know when. I don't know how many years from now, but I'm going to be on a billboard soon. KBS. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that happens. You know, at least now I can say, ah, I know someone who's been on a billboard. You guys can't tell me anything. You know. Huh? <laughs> Let me be, tell you, really if nice. that happens, if that happens, I'm going to change how I introduce uh-huh. myself. I'll be like, hi, my name is Stephanie Ganga, and I'm on a billboard. For <laughs> Nivea. You have to leave. Every day, billboard, 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 this billboard, that. Mm. Yeah. Um, actually, since you've even mentioned like Nivea, I really want to talk to you about like skincare. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to 10, mm-hmm. how important is skincare for you? on 11 11 is oh beyond the scale okay very important and i think you want to tell me how guys have that one soap that you use to wash everything from your car to your pets to your face to your hair to your kitchen dishes (laughs) and you guys still have good skin that's just good that's just good (laughs) because if the heavens decide i know you have some scary looking skin but yeah i think especially for me because Mm -hmm. i wear a lot of makeup you know, I can let's not say a lot. Let's just say I wear makeup. You know, I wear a foundation, I wear this, I wear that. And because I literally use my face as a canvas, yeah. I need to take care of it. So yeah. it's every morning doing a skincare routine, every evening, you know, masking twice a week or three times a week. I have to take care of this because this this is what feeds me. This is what is going to, you know, so this has to be taken care of, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same way if you had a car that was like um 
you know, you use it to like transport people back and forth. You gotta take it for service. You gotta maintain it. Yeah. That's the same thing with my face. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know what guys this year, which type of guys you're talking about having just like one soap for everything. I've never had eh? that. <laughs> they are there. They are there. Now, let me actually even tell you something funny. My mom likes calling me a metrosexual. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the term. No, I, I, wasn't, I was even going to ask you what it means. Okay, so a metrosexual is like a man who's very like in touch with his appearance or he does things that would not be considered like masculine in terms of taking care of himself. Like what? For example, there's a day like she walked in on me when I had a face mask and she was so shocked because she thought that like, hey, mm-hmm. hiya, my son is having a face mask. Mara, like the days where she'll find me with like... She said, Quisha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'll find me like applying leave-in conditioner to my hair and stuff and she'll be like, hiya, I didn't know you know about these things. As you should. So, I, I mean, the one thing that I, I think I don't know about is, like, what exactly is this, like, Korean skincare thing? Oh, okay, just a minute. I need to just take Okay, no, no, no problem. Um, but it's because I'm looking at my, I was looking at my, checking the time on my phone as I was, um, my sister was telling me to check something. But anyways, I have noticed my, my screen is looking very filthy. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to clean Anyways, so Korean skincare in the whole world, Korea, the country and the people, they are known for having glass-like skin. Like, it's almost like you could see through their skin. They have, and, and for them, it's like dating back even to their history. You know, their kings, queens, those people. You know, even like Kitambo, people were really taking good care of their skin. So Korean skincare is just, they have like a lot of, like a range of products. It's almost like a lifestyle, by the way, because mm-hmm. I know in places like so people, rave about skincare and stuff so um for them i know they have like a 10 step routine and you know women there do it faithfully almost every morning and every evening you know they double cleanse they they um they exfoliate they tone they mask they put essence you know serums eye cream moisturizer sunscreen like those babes go out uh-huh. so yeah that's that's just basically it is just it's a 10 step regimen you do every morning every evening a range of products faithfully and your skin will look like glass so yeah so how long did you try it and would you say like it works i think for me um i have never really had problematic skin since i was a child so um Although I did have like the, what is it called? I don't know. It wasn't acne. It was like those, that time of the month when all the babes have that time of the month face. You know, mm-hmm. you have a pimple here and there or probably because also there's a time I was consuming a lot of sugar. Um, so yeah, I think for me, I had, I had been using the products for like three months or so. And I noticed even with my makeup, my makeup looked 10 times better because products are sitting you know, in your face and they're doing the thing other than just moving about and everything. So yeah, I think I had done it. I had, I was using those range of products for like three months already. 
maybe two, three months. Yeah, I wasn't very faithful to it, to be very honest, because it's a lot. It's a lot if you have to do 10 things every morning, every evening. Sometimes you're just exhausted and you just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you remember you need to mask for a whole other 30 minutes. Ah, <laughs> So yeah, but I have seen people and I've followed like people's journeys on YouTube who like, you know, if they probably had like really bad hormonal acne or whatever type of acne it was and they used Korean skincare products. In by the time it was reaching like, like the fourth, fifth week, they could really start seeing results, you know. So yeah. Yeah. All right. People, cool, cool, people so <laughs> now nah, i'm gonna transition like to the next segment where i normally ask my guests just like three fire questions so you don't need to think too much about them so my okay. first question for you stephanie is what's the one favorite thing that you own my one favorite thing that i own wow i'm even looking at my bags there i'm just like <laughs> My one favorite thing that I own. Yeah, it's a good mojo. Okay. One. One. I don't, don't think about my equipment because there's literally a softbox light here. Um, what is the one favorite thing of mine that I own? And I don't know if I should sound vain. <laughs> I mentioned uh-huh. something like bugs. Oh my god, she's so vain. No, it's up to you. Um, but um. My kids had to, I'm literally struggling. I, I'm thinking of, is it makeup? Like, <laughs> what is the one favorite thing of mine that I own? Favorite. I know one is tea for tap. Like, there are so many things that I, but I don't know if they're like my favorite. I can tell you mine. I, I, I should say though that um, my sister got me this uh, white, it's like an off-white PLT um, leather jacket. And I mean, leather, I mean, full leather, whatever it is, always comes, majority of the times, I've always seen it in brown and black, but white, white is that's, that look. That's, that's so, yeah. clean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I throw that on top, so it's over. A second question. Um, how do your friends describe you in two words? Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the text that I keep seeing is your energy and then, you know, this, this thing, energy. So I think I'm probably very bubbly and I, I don't, sometimes I don't think I'm funny. Like, okay, let's just say funny. I think I'm bubbly and funny. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. yeah. let me even tell you just like a weird thing. When I was texting my friend and told her that I'm going to like record this with you, she's like, oh my God, she's so bubbly. Mm-hmm. Like literally, that's what she said. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> and last question. Um, what's the last mm-hmm. album you listened to? Uh, Scorpion King. You know what? Let me even just check for you. Let me check for you. The Return of the Scorpion Kings by Cubsa the Small. You know, I'm a piano. Oh. One of my experience. So yeah, that's, that's the last thing I listened to. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I think I have a friend who has like an entire SA house like playlist. So, woof. 
Sorry? <laughs> I'm saying I have a friend who has who has like a South African playlist that mm-hmm. he made and he has like a lot of like cubs and their small songs in it. I think that's how I encountered him as well, but that's that's vibes. Have you met me? Wow. Have you? You have. You actually have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, me and your friend, same was a group. Ah, uh, tell them. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Next, next segment. So let's see. What what else would you say like is a type of music you you vibe with? Okay, so in South Africa, it's either a gnome or a piano. Mm-hmm. What other music? To, other than that, I actually don't think I have like a specific genre. I will listen to Etta James from the 90s and I will still listen to Drake. So, oh yeah, I also like UK Grime. Oh, how could I forget? I want NSG star. Mm-hmm. Me and Stormzy, me and I, me and, yeah. Those I think my favorite genres. So yeah. Uh huh. So I want to talk about something you mentioned like earlier on. I'm sorry to like take you a bit mm-hmm. back, but it's okay. I feel like something amazing that I've noticed is that you had like a feature on True Love, Voiced Africa. Yay! Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Please uh, tell me about that. Like, how did it come about, you know? So, funny story. Um, I think um, when I was younger, I had always wanted to be in a magazine. Like, I was just like, when we hit this, okay, the cover, though, but same <laughs> thing, you know? So, I think it was, we are in October, September, August. I think it was August, I got an email from a writer at True Love, and she was like, I think it was August or July around that time. And she was like, um, uh, they are current, they, she wanted to write a feature about me, you know, about my channel, growth, makeup, storytelling, everything. And I was beyond excited. Let me tell you, when I saw that email, I was like, even very replied, I was like, y'all, you better speak to me nice. Chat to be nice, you know? So I was super excited. And then a few days later, I got another email from her and she was like, unfortunately, um, uh, I, I think she, she said she mentioned there was they had a meeting and like they spoke to the editor and they decided that I cannot be in that um, in that what is it called in that feature in that issue yeah in for that month's issue and she probably consider me for next time she's really sorry and I remember I was crushed I was like oh my god and then I was so excited so yeah but I was just like anyways what's for me will be for me and yeah so I think I think that was in July. Then now September, I got another email, and she was like, "Hi, me again. <laughs> um, I don't know if you'd still be interested." And I was like, "Girl, I have been waiting all my life." So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, she scheduled the interview. It was actually a Zoom call. Um, and she, it was it was it was actually really nice. Then I'm not gonna lie, I was so tensed because um. When I was thinking of the interview, I thought it would, even from the email, it did sound like it was someone older. You know how those professional emails are like, oh my God, you know? And I'm like, this is true love, sweetie. This is not, 
you know, I don't know who, you know, I was like, this is serious. So I was, I was like, do I practice what to say, you know, considering I'd also not been sent the questions, but she did say she won't ask like, you know, out of skyrocketing things. So, um, yeah. So when she picked and I had her voice, I was like, oh, thank God. Because mm-hmm. I didn't from, like, you can tell from someone because mm-hmm. they're young. So, yeah, because before that, I was so stiff. I was sweating. I was like, what do people even say? And yeah. I think for me, I sometimes have a problem because when I'm asked something on cue, yeah. I completely freeze. I'd be like, like, I remember that interview. She asked me, what is a fond memory of yours from your childhood? And I couldn't remember anything. I promise you. We had to, she had to break the ice and, you know, talk to me <laughs> at the end. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> Uh-huh. But in the beginning, so, yeah, I think that was like one of my favorite highlights. So yeah, and also I thought it would be like a mini feature, but when I saw it was a full page, I was like, "Who gonna check me now? Who gonna check me?" So yeah. So I'm guessing this happened in September, right? Yes, yes, yes. It happened in September. Just for the September issue. Uh, oh, that's that's nice because I actually I read it this morning. And mm-hmm. it's like some of like the things you mentioned were very interesting. Like you still talked about the you going online to search how to be a successful YouTuber and everything yeah. you mentioned that there as That well. is something I've never forgotten. Never. I think I even saved the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like you do so much because... Apart from like the content creation, really? I remember. And I feel like I'm not doing enough. <laughs> nah, come on. Look, you're juggling between the YouTube thing and school as well. Because I'm sure like journalism with the uh, concentration in, you said broadcasting, if I'm not wrong, right? That's, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Plus, now like with it your is. lifestyle, it, it actually is. <laughs> like with the lifestyle that you you're into i don't know if i'm phrasing it the right way but like your style's you know mm-hmm. amazing and when you when you get like all these um how can i even say it? like your your clothes from like where would you i don't know give like recommend people should get oh. their things from okay, okay. <laughs> um so for me where I thrift once now. Okay, I'm a very avid online shopper. I have been scammed. I, <laughs> but I, I actively shop online. So, yeah, because especially with a schedule like mine, who has the time to be going every week or every so often to go to, you know, like LC or MRP or online occasionally occasionally i can decide to ship things um from like stores like plt i think the thing is like yeah my other one-stop shop i really like the, the stuff that they have mm-hmm. so yeah but it's not at every time it's like once in a while but yeah if it's not thrifting then it's online a lot of the things i just purchase online because i'm i'm also online a lot so i see things so, yeah because yeah. i one thing that I've enjoyed seeing is like your scarf challenges on Instagram and like the edits behind scarf the videos. <laughs> it's it's so bomb because it's like you're, yeah. you're gonna do like something with your hands and your body and then boom, like 
the thing changes. I think I you know. need to see the one I just posted. The one I just posted took me. That's I'm still nothing on my green from that video. <laughs> I've literally done one thing today, and that was just that video. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, if you're into a lot of transitions and edits, then I think that you'd really enjoy that video. So yeah. Hey, hey Mimi, Atostrophica. I don't know how to edit videos. I'm still doing like audio, audio editing and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. it, I'm sure it's Bob. I'll go check it out after this. Can I tell you something funny though? Uh-huh. I think for me, the first time I started editing, um, now you see when I, between February and April, I was just doing Instagram, six second videos and I used to edit on iMovie. But at the time I remember, I was following a bulk. Like immediately when I started uh, creating makeup content, I went on this bars of just following a lot of makeup artists and video yeah. editors, you know, and now people who do both. So um, when I when I told told my sister, I was like, to be very honest, iMovie. There's not there's only so much that I can do on iMovie. So she was like, I have a friend who can put for you an Adobe Crack. And I was like, okay, Sawa, let me tell you, the Adobe was installed. I opened it. I tried doing, and I remember crying. I was so frustrated because I was like, why is this thing so hard to use? And I remember breaking down and I shut off my computer and I was like, that's it. I'm going to stick to iMovie, but the way nobody needs this, you know, thing. And then now when I think about it almost a year and a month later, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> so I think um, that April, holiday i spent a lot of time i literally wrote a list of youtubers i had schedules like i was mm-hmm. literally learning it's like i was in a school mm-hmm. so, so i think for me i really taught myself and i really you know pushed myself and if i saw an edit on instagram and so for example i know for sure the person won't reply i go to youtube and i describe the edit i'm like this person you know it was it was hilarious but you know so yeah i'm actually happy that i felt frustrated because I was comfortable I, I didn't have learned a lot of these things also I have two very close friends of mine mm-hmm. uh, one is called Sampao and Remy um, when I was starting and also till now if I have any question if I'm having a problem hello especially Remy I can call that <laughs> man anytime and he will pick to mm-hmm. ask to listen to me rant about my project not rendering and all those things so yeah, I'm very, like I have, you know, met people who are like very good at like editing. And so, you know, they, they can teach you something or show you something or direct you, you know. So yeah, I'm also extremely grateful for them because the number of times I have broken down because something is not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Yeah, so please plug me. I think um, when I'm back in the country, I will definitely- I, I can send you a out. list of YouTubers to watch. Uh huh. That would be great for me. So wow, since we're about to wrap it up, I am going to ask mm-hmm. you your closing thoughts on two things. And mm-hmm. the first thing I want you to just tell me about is, you know, it's it's October. It's a new month, mm-hmm. and obviously, mm-hmm. some people feel that new months are like new beginnings of some sort. And what People I wanted to, <laughs> to know is, what are you looking forward to this October? Um, 
this October. Well, something that I that I was looking forward to already passed. Um, I was uh, I went on like a lunch with some creatives that are like I really appreciate their work and I like I admire their epic and stuff. So it was nice to just sit down physically. You know, chatting on WhatsApp is a whole other thing, but like yeah. you know, sitting in people's presence and like listening and you know learning a lot, which was I think on Sunday. So yeah. that was that. I'm also looking forward to my one of my very good friends' birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I think at home I had wanted to host like a small get together of like some of my close friends because the last time I saw some of these people was in when January the 31st of my birthday, and I'm like, it is literally 11 or 12 weeks to Christmas, and whoa, it's not nice that we haven't like seen people. So I think those are like the dates. The time mm-hmm. looking forward to. Uh, so yeah. Well, let's see. I have that on Did you mean like deep things? Uh, no, 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 no. smile, you know. No, even if you know you feel like it's an October for glowing, that's perfectly fine, you know. Um, I would say. Yeah. Let's see. For me, October. Um. I would say like I have two months till I'm coming back home. So I begin my countdown next month. And mm-hmm. two, um, today is my friend's birthday, actually. And he's like a very close friend of mine. Happy and birthday. I'd shout him out. So Denzel Minor, mm-hmm. happy birthday, my boy. Um, yeah, have a blast, man. And also he has a podcast, by the yeah, way, guys. Blessing. His podcast is called Bonga Ball. He does it with wow. his co-hosts Keith Amali and I think Papi Kenny. So I'll put mm-hmm. uh, that description in. I don't know the episode's description. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll put the link in the episode's description. Uh, so please be sure to check out the podcast. It's all about like football. If you're interested in it, they analyze mm-hmm. um, you know different stuff. Um, and whew, number three, what am I looking forward to this October? Well. Honestly, I just want to go home, you know, meet my family, talk to my friends. Um, I think mm-hmm. I've been away for almost going to a year now. So, yeah, and can't wait to see my girl as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a lot coming. Um, second, s- second. Long distance. Thing. Yeah, long distance. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. Wow. That's a whole other episode. No, I mean, you can ask your question if you want. Okay. How is it like? Would you, I don't know. Would I? I was going to say, would you recommend it? But I'm like, eh, I don't know who would recommend it. But I'm just like, how every, anytime someone tells me long distance, I'm like, ha, yo. Big claps, big claps, because huh? I, I don't think I would manage, to be very honest. Um, I tried, but I was young, but still. Uh, <laughs> I think it's yeah. it's all about I just like knowing yourself. Stuff, so. Just know yourself. If you yeah. can handle it, fine, good. If you can't, just don't, don't attempt. It's a lot but of you're doing well. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. So the last thing is... Wow, this is a question I think Denzel actually asked me. And what I wanted to know about you is, 
what can't you like compromise on as a person like what are your ideals i know it's a deep question okay <laughs> can i ask <laughs> no can i ask are we talking about in a partner in friends in general in general like, like life it's not to do with someone it's like what do you expect of yourself oh uh, oh on myself yes on yourself okay can you repeat the question it's it's as if you were breaking mm-hmm. okay so the question is what would you say you can't compromise on as a person like if i would tell you like i value honesty and all that stuff are you mm. like getting like okay. where okay. i'm get coming from mm-hmm. what do i value what what well, that's deep now we were starting to wonder hey what can't i um i think i also admire honesty as much mm. as sometimes i'm a person at taking you know the real you know because it can be hard to swallow but I, i i think that is something i really appreciate it as much as i'm not so good at taking it or i don't know it's just like a learning curve but i do value honesty i also value trust a lot i got to break trust it's like now where, what do we do now you know i can't tell you things i can't take you anywhere i can't share with you especially because for me i'm a, I'm a sharer so when uh-huh. I have this bond with someone where I'm always sharing things and then you break it. It's like, you know that meme for what the hell we gonna do now? <laughs> you know, so I think I, I, I do value trust a lot. Like by the time I actually place my trust in someone, that means, that means a lot. So yeah, trust for me is actually a big thing now that I think about it. When people even question my trust, mm-hmm. I almost sometimes get offended. I also sometimes can understand where someone is coming from. But at the same time, I'm like, have I given you reason to question it? Do you understand? So yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big trust person. So yeah. Oh, I guess that's, that's great. I think you've answered it perfectly well, you know. Um, wow. So we are at the end of the episode and I really want to thank you for your time once again. I know you have a very busy schedule, but I appreciate you like carving out some time for me. And thank you thank you yeah where can people find you like your socials instagram twitter okay so i'm not the most active on twitter though so i i i don't really i don't really like i use it but not like that um but you can find me very active on my instagram at yeah. stephanie no space no apostrophes just stephanie and on my youtube at Stephanie W. Nanga. But oh. if you do want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nanga Stephanie. And on Snapchat, it's at Nanga Stephanie as well. All right, people. That has been Stephanie. And I've really enjoyed talking to her. And before I even wrap it up, obviously, I want to plug, plug you guys with a couple of podcasts I listen to. And I think that they are amazing and would be worth your time. So the first one is Surviving Nairobi. I really enjoy it. And second is... That is an interesting one. <laughs> it is. So the second one is Banta Over Brunch uh, by Alice Kanji and Alexia Musau. The third one is Bonga Ball, like I said earlier. 
The fourth one would be It's Related, I Promise. Um, shout out to Wanjiko for that one. Um, yeah, so with those four recommendations, I would like to wish you guys an amazing week. Thank you for the time you've spent listening to this. To all the new listeners, I hope that you continue with me on this journey. And yeah, as always, um, guys, just have a good one. And yeah, until next time. <laughs>